Hey, you guys. I am so glad to have our special guest with us, Mr. Dorian Lake. He's an up-and-coming, multi-talented singer that has a sound that is truly unique. After releasing the very impressive Songs in the Key of Love, he returned with Dream World. Every single song features moving vocal performances, outstanding melodies, and lyrics that do a fantastic job of showing the world Dorian Lake's vulnerable, romantic, and passionate side. To all artists out there who are trying to experiment with their sound or are looking maybe at other genres that they feel connected to, if you listen to Dorian, he'll be able to teach you how to do it. He is a magician, I would say, of sound, and he is also authentic in his approach, which allows listeners to transcend to a different dimension of love. And I am so grateful to have you, Dorian, here on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. What an awesome intro. (laughs) So glad to be here. Well, we're so glad to have you because I always say when I talk to a new artist or someone, I know that you are, of course, have been singing for a while. But just when people get to know someone new, it's just such a Mm -hmm. great moment because you can build a genuine connection with someone and you feel like someone I feel like I can connect Oh, yes. No, that's so true. I, I I love those moments where you connect with an artist or a sound or a song and it kind of touches you right in the spirit. That's like the best of feelings. And trust me, your music definitely touches our spirits. And if oh, you, y'all haven't heard his you. music yet, you need to definitely go and check it out. So we're going to talk about that at the end. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Oh, no problem. But during the first thing we're going to do, we're going to do some fast, rapid questions. So okay, what I'll need you to do is just to answer it. The first thing that comes to mind, you'll kind of just shoot out that answer for me. Okay, sure. All right. So you guys, what we're going to actually do, I'm going to use some of Dorian's songs that he's released, and I'm going to come up with some questions that are going to be, it's going to kind of throw them off, but it's going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that sounds fun. All right, so let's go to a first one I want to talk about, and that okay. is Forever Kind of Love. Oh, okay. All right, so what was it like getting married, and how did y'all meet? We met in the military, and so when I met him for the first time, or just upon seeing him, rather, I was just like, oh, wow, like, who is that? (laughs) Um, But I'm a very shy person, and so I've kind of played it shy for a while, and then he reached out, and we ended up um, just kind of hanging out as friends at first, and and he was the first one to profess his love, but we had been feeling that feeling kind of mutually, I think, before he had even said anything, Um, and so once he said it, I, I felt very comfortable in letting him know, hey, I love you too. And yeah, 12 years later, it definitely is a forever kind of love. It just feels like, you know, we're kindred, we're soulmates. It's meant to be, um, definitely. Well, first of all, congratulations on your marriage. I think Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. And I always say with my show, it's about inclusivity and about having everyone be respected. So if you don't like yes. Dorian and what he just said, you can click off. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> click off right now. Click off right now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But to be honest, it's so important, especially yes. in the climate we're in right now. We have enough divisiveness that we're dealing with. Yes. And yes. so it's important for us to be respectful. And I'm just glad that you're happy. And happiness should be the most important thing. 
truly, truly. Thank you so much. Yes, I, I, so happy and at peace. And, you know, in this time that we're in right now, that's so paramount. Everybody's looking for a little bit of peace, I think. That's right. So speaking of forever kind of love, I want to go into one that I really love is okay. Rush. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So tell me about what kind of rush do you get when you perform on, on stage and do you ever deal with any stage fright or anxiety? Oh my goodness. So I'm actually very new when it comes to performing. And so just recently I had to perform my song for life for the first time. And, you know, their nerves were definitely there at first. Before I got up there, I was just like, what is going to happen? I kept having this vision in my mind of like my voice suddenly just not coming out like Ariel of the Little Mermaid or something. I don't know. I just had this crazy, like, just sense of like, what is going to happen? And then when I got up there, let me tell you, it definitely was a rush. I think something just came over me I kind of just went on this like go mode and I was feeling the moment feeling the music feeling the the message that the music was about and the people and their energy back to me it was just I kind of like blanked out um and so that definitely was a rush for sure (laughs) and I've had that rush too even with recording the podcast like there's been times where I've talked to people and I've gotten tongue tied before I started and, and I, I was like, Oh man. And it's because I admire you guys so much and I want to make sure Mm -hmm. I give you a great interview and that we can connect. And so what I do is I do a deep breathing technique, which works for me, which is called box breathing. And so that helps to center Mm -hmm. me. And then I'll close my eyes for a minute Mm -hmm. and then I'll think, you know, and kind of go to a safe place. And then that helps me to get back to normal. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I really struggled really bad when I was younger with social anxiety. And so wow. how I'm talking to people and, and doing it in my mm-hmm. career as a counselor, like that helps me not to be as scared. Um, but like you said, wow. you never know yeah. when you talk to someone, how they're going to react or what their response is going to be. So mm-hmm. it's always, right. I always say like the podcast is almost like a first date or maybe sometime a last date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. That's definitely true. I think you've created such an atmosphere that just feels so safe though, a, a safe space and atmosphere. And I think, you know, just upon just having this conversation with you, I think it's a very chill and, and authentic connection. So I love it. Well, I appreciate that. I, my whole goal is always to to spread light and positivity, and that's yes. always what I stand by. So. Yes, yes. Cool. So I let's love go to our next one. Okay. Waiting. Oh, yes, yes. What is one thing you bought that was hard for you to wait for? Oh, man. Well, you know what? I'm a gamer, and so I love video games, and I'm a huge Nintendo fan. So when I got my Nintendo Switch, I was just, like, all over it. I was like, you know what? (laughs) I don't want to do anything else but play these video games. Anything Mario, Super Mario Brothers, I'm totally about. Uh, I get very impatient when it comes to, like, video games. Almost, like, could be a problem. Like, I get impulsive. If there's a video game I want, I can't wait. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Dorian. I used to actually work at a gambling facility. Wow. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. so I may have to yeah. check you on in oh, for no. gaming. We have to see. Oh, no. Yeah, there's times I'm like, okay, now you haven't even picked this game up in like a month. What's going on? <laughs> you swore you wanted it. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to, I'm going to go to our heart one. This is going to probably be an emotional question, but I think it's something Ooh, that okay. we need to talk about. Okay. So the word I'm going to use is infinity. 
Mm-hmm. If you could mm-hmm. step away or stop time mm-hmm. and have a conversation with your great grandmother, what would you want to tell her or what would you want to hear from her? Oh my gosh. Wow. Um, I would definitely tell her, uh, I, I hope that you're proud of me. I hope that you're seeing everything that I'm doing so far. And you have been one of the motivations and in, in the core of why I even do what I do, the things you've instilled in me. And I hope that she would say that she's watching and she's along for the ride. And because she is, you know, outside of this time uh, that we're in, I think that she can kind of see the, the long run and the long road and, and, I think she would tell me to just keep on the path, honestly. I think that she would tell me to keep going. And, um, oh, yeah, hopefully I'm making her proud. I, I really, I do it for her and, and all the ones I love, truly. Yeah, I know that was a hard it, one for you. I'm, no, oh, for thank you so much. No, it it's almost motivating, though, at the same time, because, you know, her love is infinite. You know what I mean? So I always feel it. She's not here in the physical, but she's definitely all around, so... That was touching. All right. So I'm going to ask you something. The next one is let me know. Okay. All right. So two. this is actually a two-parter. So okay. let me know what it was like meeting Monica. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. You know what? It was like a dream come true. But then at the same time, I was like, did that even happen? Because I like blank out when it comes to, you know, meeting celebrities and stars that I really, really, really love, Um, especially Monica. Like she's one of my all time favorite artists, people, period. Um, And so when I met her, it was definitely a dream come true. Just she's so beautiful. She's so down to earth. She's so kind and sweet. And that was a really warm part that I remember about meeting her. But other than that, I don't remember what I said to her, really. (laughs) I think I just kind of had one of those moments where I was like, what is (laughs) happening? I can't believe I'm actually in front of her. That's kind of how I was when I met Michael Clark. Wow. Um, and I was in, a, I was an extra in the movie Welcome Home, Roscoe Jenkins. Wow. Okay. And I remember sitting down and talking with him before he passed away, and I'll never forget just that experience. Mm-hmm. He was so wise, mm-hmm. talking to James Earl Jones, and and seeing one wow. and, and just it was such a great star-studded cast. But wow, sitting yeah. down and talking to James Earl Jones and talking to Michael mm-hmm. Clark Duncan and Mike Epps is just such an amazing guy mm-hmm. and comedian and. And I just remember that experience. Wow. Like, wow, what am I doing right now? This is this is so amazing. And yeah. I wasn't starstruck because yeah. I always look at it as they're human beings like I am. Um, but I also knew yes. the power and the plight that they had to get to where they are in their careers. And Michael Clark Duncan yes. that always sticks with me even to this day. And he was just telling us about his his spiritual walk and things that he experienced and and how important it was for him to still stay connected. And that was something that always stood out to me. And as tall mm-hmm. as he was and as, you know, overpowering and maybe someone would think with his stature and his and his size, he was mm-hmm. a gentle giant, one of the right. kindest people that I've wow. ever met in my entire life. Wow. I know that had to definitely be quite the experience being around all of those powerhouses. And I know you were just probably picking up all the dr- gems that they were dropping down because that that's awesome. That that's something that's probably going to stick with me. Yeah, it, it, it stuck with me even that was years ago. And I was, of course, just moving to, to another new city after Hurricanes Katrina and Rita and just 
going through that tough time and just that was just such a great moment to meet uh, genuine yeah. individuals yeah. for sure wow that's so i got a second part to let me know okay yes all right so what's one thing you wish you knew about the music industry that surprised you when you entered the music industry well, you know what? I, I want to say I don't even know if I know the full answer to that yet because I feel like I'm kind of like outside the gate waiting to like really get in. in. Um, but at the same time, I think that I, upon from where I am right now, it, it definitely, what took me by surprise was the fact that, um, you know, just social media and promoting and, and marketing yourself and all of that, it's not only political, but then there's also... Um, a bit of a money game to it in a sense. And I just didn't really understand quite how systemic the music industry kind of was. I just felt like it was from the outside initially was very organic and things kind of happened naturally and certain hits were hits because, you know, it touched the people, but, you know, no, no, no. Sometimes it's the people in these ties and in suits that say, you know, we want to invest this much in this artist. And, you know, then you see such and such happen to that person. So I just didn't realize it, it was quite like that, I, I should say. Yeah, and that's something that I'm learning even with my podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you just have to do things, and well, excuse me, I have to do things organically that works for right. me. And I know that there's some people that are willing to do just about anything to be successful. And I'm like, right. that's just never going to be me. I have a career outside of this, and I love mm -hmm. doing this. And if this mm -hmm. becomes a full-time career, that'd be great. But Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like you can touch souls, even if it's only 50 people, 20 people that that actually hear it. Yeah, it's better than right. having a million people only following you for the wrong purpose. And so right. I feel like the message that we share and what we're trying to connect with actually builds um, that strength that we need to, to persevere through those tough moments when, you know, things start to waver. Yes. I'll use an example like Whitney Houston, who, of course, is one of the greatest voices of all time. And yes. when we think of how her career, you know, went up so fast and she has such success, but mm -hmm. people remember the the latter moments of the negativity and what was in the news. And, and it was a lot mm -hmm. of sensational things that were written, whether it was true or false, but that just knowing that people remember those final mm -hmm. moments and they forget of the voice that she had and the message that she conveyed in the beginning of her career. And, and it became more of a, a show than it was of this is a human mm -hmm. being that needs love and needs support and needs respect. And so right, I right. never want to get to a point where no matter how popular this show becomes that I lose sight of who I mm -hmm. am, my values and morals. Definitely. Um, Definitely. So I always tell you, keep doing what you're doing because the right person is going to hear it and they're going to want to connect and build because they know who you are as a person versus who's backing you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, for sure. I, I, I am so with you with that. I think I'd, I'd rather touch 50 people authentically with my story than touch 5 million with someone else's story and a sound and image that isn't my own. There is something that isn't even fulfilling to me. I, it's definitely not about popularity with me. It's about the overall purpose of, of what music is. Music is such a powerful instrument and force. And I think that we need to be more wise and, and conscious of how we use it and the messages we put out with it and what we're promoting and sharing and exposing to our kids definitely i agree i think that that's that's the universal sign of love for me is listening to music yes. and sharing music mm -hmm. so speaking of music we're going to go to the next one ultimate classic oh yes yes that is my song right there <laughs> so speaking of that 
can you tell me a song that is still in your rotation that was written either in the 60s, 70s, or 80s? Woo, oh my gosh. I have so many that are ultimate classics from those times. Um, just off top, I'll say right now, the one that I, I probably am playing right now is from the 80s, Michael Jackson. I'm still wearing out the bad album. Um, I'm listening to Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life. Um, those are probably the, the main albums right now that I, I just keep playing. Those are definitely ultimate classics in my book. <laughs> I love that. Now I'm going to go real far okay. back for you. I'm going to go Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, yes, yes. People Bryson, who's my favorite singer. Mills okay, okay, okay. Roberta Flack. Yes. Anita Baker. Oh, okay. Miss Anita, I love her. Tony Braxton's first album. I mean, yes, can't do anything all... but that. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I know I'm going more '90s, you guys, but I'm y'all, y'all go with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then when we think of some other people like Carol King, I mean, a great, great yeah. songwriter. We go to yes, um, think of some like Neil Diamond. I mean, another great singer songwriter. Yeah. I'm listening to like Stephanie Mills, Shaka Khan, all kind of the old, the legends, the classics, those kinds of songs. And that sound, that music is just so authentic and pure. That'll never go out of style. Yeah. And it's sampled all the time. Like you just hear how many people use different music from back then and make it their own. So that's good. Yes. Yes, for sure. So many ultimate classics. (laughs) I know. <laughs> Let's talk about Hideaway. This is another great song. Ooh, thank you. Yes. What is a vacation spot, or can you name a vacation spot that you would love to travel and visit for a weekend? Wow. Um, I would love. I've never been to Italy yet. Um, I I want to go to Italy, have that whole experience, eat the authentic food there, and and definitely hide away with with my husband and and just kind of have a whole total romantic experience there for sure. All right. That sounds really good. So I have two more rapid fire questions for you. Okay. So the next one we have is the reason. What has been your reason for singing? My reason for singing is I feel like it's an assignment of mine. I I truly, truly believe that I felt that in in my spirit back in 2016. And that's what kind of started me um, writing full force. And it became something that I felt like was a gift of mine. And and I didn't realize that. And I realized now that everything that I've been through, my story, everything that I'm still going through um, can touch somebody else. And I think when you realize that and and you want to just share your testimony with someone else, you become passionate about that kind of purpose. And and that's what my music is about. I'm always writing from a place of purpose and, and what I would want either someone else to say to me or I need to tell myself or what I hear God saying to me. Um, it's from a very pure and authentic place. And, and that's just what I want my purpose to be. Nothing but love and, and that kind of, of pureness. And I think that's going to be not only vital for you to maintain yourself in this career, mm-hmm. but it's also remembering the people who you connect with that mm-hmm. are going to support you through the highs and lows. And I think that's yes. where choosing your family that works with you, even if it's not your immediate family, that gives you the ultimate support when you find that tribe of people mm-hmm. that you connect with that can really support you in your tough moments. It's when you really develop that sense mm-hmm. of purpose. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Last one is just look ahead. 
yes. what is your New Year's resolution for 2022? My New Year's resolution in 2022 already is to get more organized and purposeful with the things that I have intended to do. I think that sometimes procrastination has definitely been my my biggest thing. Sometimes I can get in my own way with self-doubt or just uh, worried about, you know, something not coming off right. I can definitely be a perfectionist and I have to have a certain level of stick to itness in 2022. And I've definitely made myself um, commit to that. I've already today, this morning, whipped out stuff to create a vision board um, for my husband and I, and then also for myself personally in my career and things like that and how I see that going. I just have to have a lot more intention in my purpose and organizing that in a more structured way. That's definitely one of my biggest things, just going full force. I love that. I feel like, and I do vision boards all the time. So that's something that really has connected with me. And then Mm -hmm. when I do a vision board, I use words as well as pictures to illustrate what I want. And even before I did this show, like Canvas, when I was writing books, I always had like a vision of what I wanted the Mm -hmm. title to be, um, what I wanted the premise of the Mm -hmm. message to be conveyed to the audience, whoever reads it. Mm -hmm. And then what did I actually want myself to feel after releasing it? Because a lot of times people forget when you put something out there, it's going to be ridiculed or it's going to be praised. But if you know what to expect within mm-hmm. yourself and that you can maintain that energy mm-hmm. then without getting either um, developing grandiosity based on someone saying, oh, that's amazing. That's the best book I read. Or that's the best podcast I listened to. It's more of like you have to remain humble and remember what it took for right. you to develop that craft and never lose sight of yes. evolving and building upon your last whatever it was that you've accomplished. And um, so that's why I love about with your music yeah. is that you can tell it's a progression and that you can tell the growth in, yes. in the lyrical content as well as what you're sharing vocally because wow. your, your voice is very rich in, in how you are able to sing and convey Thank that you. message. Wow. Thank you so much. You just dropped a whole word and I received every bit of it. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he did great, you guys, on the lightning round questions. And I want to tell you, thank he you. had no idea any of these questions. So that was great. No. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So these are the questions I'll give you a little bit longer to kind of think about it before you answer. Okay. Them. Sure. So one question I really want to ask is, if there was an audit artist that's out right now mm-hmm. that you are dying to work with, mm. Can you tell us who that artist might be and what type of sound would y'all create? Oh my God, that is so hard because there's so many artists that I love, but I would be denying my authentic self if I did not say Monica would be my number one artist that I would love to work with. I mean, she is one of the reasons why I fell in love with music. I had always loved music as a kid, but when I heard her and saw her, it it just shifted things in me in, in a different kind of way. And I would love to like explore an R&B pop crossover, just like ultimate sound with her, like still kind of like that classic 90s vibe, but then still poppy and, and crossover and just soulful, having soul, you know, be the the core of it all because she's a soulful singer. She sings from her soul. And I think the reason why she does music is, is definitely closely aligned with why I do music. Um, so I would love to collaborate with Monica. I mean, we can go for for you, I will, Angel yes. of Mine, 
everything to me. Yes. I mean, I could, yes. I'm in sideline. I'm not going to use that yeah. word, but I, <laughs> yes. we do have some kids that are listening. Yeah, but, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. It's very but, authentic. I mean, she, but I think that that's something that she has the hood vibe. She has the street vibe. Yeah. She also has the pop R&B side. And then she has just the, yeah. sharing from her, the depth of her, the gospel side too. And I, Mm-hmm. I think that that's yes. something that you don't hardly hear on the radio. I mean, she has stood the test of time. No. I mean, when you go back to Period. where she was in the beginning and yeah. where she is now, I mean, you could hear those songs and play them all day and never get tired. Period. And and the fact that she was a child singing most of those hits on, in the 90s is just like, wow, who even is capable of that? And then to still be sane and, and sound and doing what she's doing now still is just like, wow, I, I, I live for Monica. OK, don't even get me started. <laughs> so, Monica, if you're listening or somebody can forward this to Monica, we yeah. really we, we think that you're amazing. And, and yes. one thing I love is that she stayed out of the negative part of the media, which is hard to do. Yes. Yes, definitely. Yes. Come on, Monica. If you hear this, let's get on this for life remix. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to our next one. Your biggest life lesson. What is the biggest thing that you've been taught so far in life? Oh my goodness. I recently just like came full circle with this lesson and that's truly to be your authentic self. Um, Live in your truth. It took me 30 years to come out of the closet to my family and to tell them my truth. That was something that I had struggled with for so long. And I promise you, the second I started living my truth and my authentic self and everything that I was doing was from a true and authentic place, so many blessings started to fall in my life because I was truly in alignment with what I was supposed to be doing. Do not be out here faking y'all <laughs> just don't it's just not worth it and i've really learned that it, it really is just the, the best thing for yourself and for others to be authentic and true to who you are and i think dorian is speaking his truth and that just goes into that's why his music has a message that it has is because he actually is able to talk Thank about you. things that are genuinely his life and things mm-hmm. that he has seen and things he's experienced. And I feel like when as you. we travel, oh, no problem. As we travel on the road that we go on, everyone's road is going to be different. And it's not about conforming to mm-hmm. someone else's standard. It's about paving a path mm-hmm. in a lane that actually works that you can feel comfortable with and that you can yes. feel grateful for. And we have to get out of the word pride, you know, not pride itself, like mm-hmm. pride fest and, and talking about pride month. It's more of saying right. of finding gratefulness within yourself because mm-hmm. let others be proud of you and lo- allow yourself to be grateful for what you experience. And Definitely. so there's nothing wrong with celebrating yourself. But I think people forget when we talk about even like Black History Month, when we talk about um Mm-hmm. suicide on um, prevention month like there's a lot of things that people don't mm-hmm. know what it took and how many lives and people have been affected due to the struggle that required us to acknowledge the month or mental health awareness like there's mm-hmm. there's so many stigmas yeah. um associated yes. with mental health especially in different cultures and we we just have to get to a point hopefully as a community as a country that we can start talking yes. about things and not talking at people, but listening, yeah. and receiving messages that others tell us. 
Yes, for sure. For sure. I think it's it's crazy how we've gone so far, you know, just only thinking about physical health. But we are not just these meat suits that we live in. We're a spirit. We have a mind. We have a brain. We have to be conscious of those things and keep that stuff healthy, fit, and, and, and maintained, you know, properly. I agree. And so I'm, I think that that's why I think you've been able to, to do so well so far. It's because of that. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely do a lot of self-work when it comes to that and mental health. And yeah, definitely. It's so important. That's right. So if you could tell your younger self one piece of advice, you get to choose the age. What okay. would you tell your younger self? Whew. Uh, you know, it almost kind of ties into the biggest lesson, um, the previous question. I think that I would tell my 10-year-old self because that that's the age right before, uh, you know, puberty started and all of these changes and things started happening with myself to where I felt like I just kind of started going into a shell. I would tell my 10-year-old self, I would say, continue to love yourself continue to stay in your truth, continue to acknowledge your truth, because that is one of the main things I did not do for a while was not acknowledge my truth. And I think that know that the things that make you different are the things that make you special. Wow, that was a really great answer. Thank you. <laughs> really great. I definitely really will tell great. myself that though. Definitely. Uh, and I felt that. I felt like that was a genuine response to that. And, and that I think we have to remember about a uniqueness. It goes into my tagline, I'm going to say at the end of the show, but I always talk about the uniqueness that we have and that mm-hmm. we can create whatever canvases we want. And when I thought of the title Black Canvas, I wrote a book called Black Canvas. And then I, I decided to do a podcast wow. that was completely different from the book. But I tell people about the canvas. We mm-hmm. don't know what a blank canvas looks like. But that when we think of black, yeah. a lot of times people think of darkness or think of depression or think of even African-Americans in a negative light, but that we get to choose the colors we yeah. put on the canvas yeah. and we get to choose to redefine what mm-hmm. it means to be black, what it means to be strong, what it means to be powerful. And so right. I love that this show right. is a combination of just every color of the rainbow and every type of person, every type of being in that the, the uniqueness I that we have that. is what creates the canvas that we, we're living in. Yes, yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. That is definitely a good word on this Sunday. And that is the truth. I think that's what makes the world so beautiful is our differences. And if we really celebrated that, and the canvas would be even more beautiful. You're so right. Well, I appreciate that, Dorian. So we have one last question for you. Okay. And this is where can our listeners find you online if you don't mind giving us your social media handles and if you can plug your music and let everybody know about your music that you release and if there's anything new coming that we need to look out for. Yes, for sure. I'm about to give you a whole rundown. Okay, so on my social media, you can definitely find me on Instagram at It's Dorian Official. You can find me on TikTok at It's Dorian Official. I'm on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of those things. You can Google me, Dorian Lake. I released three bodies of work through the course of this pandemic from the start of 2020. And that's Songs in the Key of Love, part one and two, which is a two-part EP. And then my debut album that I released early 
earlier last year, which is called Dream World. And so what I want to be doing in the future, hopefully around the one year anniversary of Dream World, I want to have a deluxe album out. I'm putting a lot of work into getting that finalized and finished. And I want to be doing a lot more performing and things like that this year. So you can definitely look to my social media handles for more information, more news, and the content that's already out there. Please find me. I'm available on all digital streaming platforms. Dorian, Dream World, Songs in the Key of Love, part one and two. Dorian, you gave such an amazing interview. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And then I also want to commend you on not getting the questions ahead of time because some people are like, I want the questions and you just (laughs) went straight into it. And I think that's amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. You know what? I think it made it more interesting. It was a surprise and I think it makes it more organic. So thank you for having me. It was amazing. This platform is so great. I'll be tuned in forever. I'll be telling people about it and I definitely look forward to, to more collaborations with you. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to have him back, you guys. He'll be on Space Between very soon, which is the second podcast. So if you guys haven't heard of it, you know, it's on Spotify as well as all the major platforms, um, Radio Public, Breaker, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Anchor. I think I've named most of them. So if there's any I'm missing, y'all can look me up on for our Black Canvas and Space Between are available in almost in every country as well. So that's good. You better do it. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you so much. And let's remember you you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Yes. All right. Well, thank you, Doran, so much for being a part of Black Canvas. And I will have you back very soon. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. All right. You have a great rest of your Sunday. You as well. Have a blessed one. Okay. Bye.